to Hanging in the Nest with your host, Josh DeHawk Alonzo and Max the Turkey Rubenstein. So we are doing a little different today. Now we are not dealing with the Hawk, but we have a very surprised guest. He is the co-host of the Fantasy Red and Buff podcast. We have John Scoggs. John, how are you? Maxie, it is great to be back in the chair recording again. I mean, I, I personally, I feel like I need a bird name, though, because if I'm on the Hawks Nest podcast, I feel like I need a bird name. All right. Uh, peacock. Peacock? All right. That's fine. I'll quail. take it for now. I don't think it is a quail bird. No, I don't think. But, it's you know, a... it just it just feels right. It feels right again. That's all I'm going to say. I do agree. We'll see. Hopefully our chemistry is still there. Yes. You know, yes. we'll keep I'll, I'll be honest with I'll be honest with the listeners uh, when Max asked me to come on today because the hawk is uh out of commission for the day uh i was both uh insulted and appreciative uh that i was the one being asked so like yeah. i said you were not my first choice i think i asked about 10 other people before you um yes i do have that many friends if you were wondering um right, but as enough. you guys are aware maybe you saw the hawk is flying south for the winter and i actually when i say that i mean he's just moving to a different place so, we're going to just keep it going. We're very thankful John is here to help us with the podcast. Yes, I, I, I hope I will do the Hawk justice and filling in, filling in his, uh, his claws today. I am sure you will. So, let's get into it. First thing first, I'm going to give you guys a fact. And the fact I am talking about comes from Miami, where we have Jalen Waddle, who is absolutely killing it. Yes, Waddle Waddle. He has already set the Dolphins' rookie season receptions record, and we have plenty of games left. Not only that, he broke Odell Beckham's rookie record of seven games. He now has seven games of eight or more receptions, which is also great. And then he is already possibly on pace to break Anquan Bolden's record of 101 catches in 2003 with what team? Cardinals. The Cardinals is correct. I was worried for a second. Is that good? Is that because it's a bird, Cardinal? So it's a bird yeah, fact? That's why I did it. I like it. I like um, it. We also have Cooper Cup, who also broke a record. He is the first player ever, ever, to get at least 100 catches and 10 touchdowns in the team's first 12 games. 100 catches? Yep. Did I say something wrong? Wasn't it 100? Isn't it 100 yard games? Uh, if it is, I'm not sure. But I have catches. It could be catches. You could, you very could be right, and I could be listening to this. I heard this that wrong, but yeah, <laughs> now, no, I'm, that, now I'm not sure. But anyway, Cooper Cup is great, is he yeah. not? No, that that was actually a little crazy when I when I heard it first because I'm like, you would think like Randy Moss or someone would yeah, be on there. Possibly, anybody. So. This is, he's the first player ever, which is absolutely crazy. Other things that I have to bring up: there were some streaks that continued last week, and streaks, and one streak that did not. Uh. Tom Brady is now 10-0 and against the Atlanta Falcons. 
which is crazy. Damn. He has beat them 10 times. This also I find absolutely crazy. The Eagles have never lost to the Jets, ever. They are now 12-0 and against the New York Jets. They're just our kryptonite. We just just when Battle Green goes on, it's it's just fly eagles fly. Yeah, you want that Kelly Green, I bet. Yeah. So the other ones I have, Chiefs have won straight, twelve straight versus the Broncos, which is you know kind of expected. Broncos kind of suck, but unfortunately the Vikings ruined their streak of eight straight against the Detroit Lions. Yeah. So, but there are some facts. There are some facts for you. I don't know what to make about the Vikings. They're good, and then they're sometimes suck. That's just Viking football for you. Mm-hmm. It's got to be suck to be from Minnesota. It's cold all the time, I think. All right. All right. Let's get into some news. We don't have too much, but speaking of the Vikings, it looks like Dalvin Cook is back today. Now, John, if you had Cook, are you playing him going right back in your lineup? He, I mean, he's one of those guys. If he's, in the, if he's playing, you got to play him. He's an auto start no matter what. Even though he literally, his shoulder was out. Like, it was out of its socket, like, two weeks like two weeks ago. I feel like something like this, it, it's more of a pain tolerance level. And if you're a running back in the NFL, you have to have that pain tolerance. So, I, I'm putting him in if I have him. Okay. You think he's going to have a good game tonight? Uh, who are they playing again? Like Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pretty good D-line there. Um. I would temper my expectations on it, but I would still start him. Okay. All right. Other news. Mark Ingram, COVID. He is not playing this Sunday. I don't think he'll be needed um, against the Jets. Nope. Um, Other COVID issues. Keenan Allen has COVID. He is vaccinated. He may be able to play. Uh, Not totally sure what the deal is with that. But Mike Williams was also on the COVID list being a close contact, but he should be good to go. Because he has continued to test negative. I think he needs one more. And he should be good after that. Yeah. If not, look for that uh, the Guyton guy. He, uh, he had a game last week. And a lot of pickups in a lot of leagues. So definitely a stash play there. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields is back. I don't know if that matters. Um, but can we talk about this Monday night game? Yes. It was cool. It was so cool. And, like, it sucks. Like, I'm sure, like, if I had tickets to that game... I ain't going. There's no way you can get me to go to that game. <laughs> See, my thing with that is like, and, and people kept saying it, why didn't someone try a record field goal with Agreed. the wind at their back? Like, yes, the wind could have taken it left, right, or anywhere, but it was it would literally be a record that would never be broken. I mean, it, the game was so strange as Mac Jones completed, nope, through three times. Like, what? That's so insane. I don't know. It was just crazy. Josh Allen threw, a, you know, a, a, I'd say a few more than that. I don't remember what he ended with, but literally it was just run, run, run. Yeah. And opening, it, was, it was crazy. Opening kickoff went, what, like 10 rows deep in the other end zone. Like, <laughs> I mean, it, just, yeah. it, was, it was so strange, but it was very cool to see. Um, but anyway, all right. Let's I actually get... do have one piece of news. I actually Let's just got an alert it. for it right before we came on the air. Uh, apparently, King Henry, uh, they believe he could return on the early side, quote-unquote, of the original six- to ten-week timeline. Okay. So what is that? From I don't his... even know how... So he had, he had his surgery. It says November 2nd. So that puts the six weeks in a week from 
today, basically. Whoa. So. I mean, Tennessee is literally, for fantasy, you know, it's definitely, an, well, for our league, you know, you're, you have him, so it's probably nothing to worry about. But Tennessee-wise, they are, like, treading water trying to survive, and he would definitely help that a lot. Mm-hmm. Do you know, Absolutely. I think I, you know, I think I saw he's still ranked eighth in running backs. Oh yeah. I believe it. He's, he's definitely an RB one still, which is insane. Absolutely. It, ridiculous. it took him, it took what I think took Taylor three weeks in order to pass him at number one or something like that. Yeah, he is. He is a monster, Yeah. but let's talk about the players who actually played last week. Let's get into three ups, three downs, John, I'm going to have you lead it off. Sure. Let's start with the goods. Sure. So uh, first, George Kittle, nine one eighty one and two, uh, just had a beast of a game. And this is something crazy I found out. If you were to guess George Kittle, what is the most number of touchdowns he has had in a single year in his career? See, I know this stat, so I'm not gonna. I think it's four though, or five, five. which is crazy to He's think done about. That three times in in his career. And he currently is sitting at five for this year. So I don't know if he's like done with touchdowns for the year or what, but I thought that was pretty crazy. I would take the over that he's going to break that record. I would, I think I would too. I hope so. All right, George Kittle. I actually put him on my list as well. Got a whopping 35.1 points in our scoring. So he is just an absolute monster. My next guy that I'll have, um, I am going with Deontay Johnson. And the reason I'm going with Deontay Johnson is because if you look, at the halftime stacks, he either had very little or nothing at all. And then the second half started, and they're like, oh, my goodness, we forgot about Deontay Johnson. Let's throw him the ball. He ended with eight catches, 105 yards, two touchdowns, 26.5 points, like everybody expected him to have. Yep. Uh, I'm not even joking to you. Uh, Deontay Johnson was actually my second person as well. Um, See, this is <laughs> which why is, which is back to meshing so again. It's, it's great. Uh, you know, Pittsburgh obviously passing wise this year has not been anything to write home about. Uh, Big Ben apparently also retiring, so that's a thing. Uh, but yeah, he was retired? um, he was fantastic this past week. Didn't Ben already retire? Like, I mean, retired, got hurt, should have retired. I don't know, one of oh. those three. I feel like he's uh, been playing retired all year. Yeah. All and right, then my your... third guy, and let's see if we have a clean sweep here. Uh, it was a coming out party for Mr. Javante Williams. Uh, 23 rushes, 102 yards, six receiving, 76 yards, one touchdown. Uh, it, it, like I said, just coming out party. He, he shows he is the back of the future there. Uh, just simply great game. He was awesome. He is my number three. <laughs> which is absolutely crazy. It's never happened before. Um, but yeah, first start, 25 points right off out the gate. He looks awesome. People have already started talking about where is he going to go in 2022 rankings. Yep. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see him being being in that first round consideration at this point, especially if he keeps this up the rest of the year. The only other person um, that I wanted to mention, I didn't put on the list because I was thinking you would put on it, was Justin Jefferson, who absolutely killed it as well. He was over 30 points at a monster game. Yeah, he's just a given at this point that he'll, he's on the up category, basically. Mm-hmm. All right, the bad. Let's talk about some crap. John, where are we starting? Um, I mean, we t- talked about him briefly already, but Mac Jones, negative uh, three passing yards and a fumble we both scored more fantasy points than him he was at negative 0.54 fantasy points so good for us um but yeah i mean it was 
it was like a lousy game and but you know a lot of people had him and unfortunately had to start him being a Monday night game and they probably hated it so wow that's crazy do you realize we combined to have more points as well we did, we did. I, you know what I'll give him the benefit of the doubt totally weird game but I did not know he had negative points that sucks that yep. really hopefully you didn't have to play so my first down I'm going to Trevor Lawrence he had 5.8 points 145 yards he may have lost a fumble or fumbled the ball He's been just okay this year, but when you think about the first overall pick, I know it's on the Jags. I know they have been dealing with some injuries as well, but you got to expect more. He's just not running. You know, he came out as a running quarterback, the ability to be able to do that, and just has not done that at all. So I'm putting Trevor Lawrence as my three down, or one of my downs. Okay. Uh, my next down, a uh, little bit of a outside uh, pick by me, but Gerald Everett. He's actually had some pretty good games as of late. couple touchdowns thrown in there while Lockett and Metcalf have been kind of unseen on the field. But uh, this past week, it was it was not there. Uh, a, a kind of an incredible stat line, I think. He had four catches for seven yards and three fumbles for a negative 1.3 fantasy point performance. Another player that we beat. So me and you combined for more points than Mac Jones and Gerald Everett this past week. So wow, combined. Done. Who would have thought that? You and me versus them two, we would have had more points. Yep. Yep. That's really bad. So I'm going with another rookie who's kind of been, you know, started out well and now is being overshadowed by Jalen Waddell. His former teammate, Devontae Smith, 2.5 points, two for 15. His last four games, he's had no more than 66 yards. And the last three games, he scored eight, three, and two. Okay? It just, you know what? I, I know the quarterback play has been definitely if issue, but you can't say that last week because Garner looked great. He just did not throw him the ball. So we'll see about Devontae Smith. It could just be a blip, but maybe the rookie hit a wall. Yep, yep. Definitely been an up and down year for him. Um, and for my third down, I, it's a group for me. Uh, the Broncos pass catchers in general. Seriously. Um, again, bad game overall by the Broncos other than Javante Williams. But you had Jerry Judy, who was the bright side, four for 77. It's pretty good. But then you had Tim Patrick, one for nine. Cortland Sutton, two for 15. Noah Fant, four for 33. That's just not going to get the job done. So they're just it's, – it's, it's been an up and down year for all of them too, but it's just not looking good out there in Denver. And two of those people got paid big money. Yes, they did. But I really think they got paid because they're like, listen, stay with us. Next year, you'll have an actual quarterback, probably Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see what happens. Russell Wilson also rumored to be uh, one of the three teams he'd go to. I did see that. So my last one is a final, is a rookie as well. I'm going Kyle Pitts, man. This kid had the most hype in the whole entire world. The next, like the second coming of Tony Gonzalez and Rob Gronkowski, and he'll be better than everybody. 6.8 points, which I got to say, it's actually not bad for a tight end considering the tight ends, but he's had under eight points the last six games. And part of it, you know, you can only do so much, but part of it is like the Falcons. Like, why are they not throwing this kid the ball like every other play? You obviously can't throw because it. Because name, name another threat that can catch the ball on that team that's Russell. not their main running back. Russell Gage. 
yeah, that doesn't strike a lot of fear in the, the defenses. The o guy, it's the o guy, Zacharias. Oh, there's a there's an o guy there. I know who you're talking about, but yeah, no, none of these no, teams I, are going to strike it. fear in defenses, so they're going to lock pits down. But it's not like they're playing tough teams. Like you should be able to do better, and just I would just keep peppering the ball. Like I don't know, but yeah, he sucks. Really, really sucks. Yes. Yeah, I agree. All right. So those were our three ups and our three downs. Let's do a little bit of a recap. Now, Josh is normally in charge of this, so I'm going to try my best to do this. I'm now, glad that you I, took the reins on that. I asked Josh, I'm like, hey, Josh, just send me like all the recap stuff so like, I can do it. He goes, sure. And then 20 seconds later, he goes, sorry, I packed it. Sorry, not. <laughs> and I said, all right, so I'll give you what I can. So I can give you my uh, record or my uh, picks last week. I said I would win MG, Abe, and Jason, which I all got right. And then the two that I did get wrong, we had Ferry with a very surprising win over Joe, who did a very awesome job. And then John pulled off the biggest bet against the best player in the world in Josh Alonzo. I did. And I find it a little ironic I'm facing you this week. Uh, I don't know if you're, you invited me on just as like a – some kind of superstition thing to try to, you know, break the streak of beating the podcast up. But yeah, I mean, we'll if see. you beat me as well, like there's something going on. You'll never be. <laughs> um, but yeah, pretty crazy there. The start and sits that I have, if I did it correctly, I went four and two and Josh went four and two. I'm sure we'll get into those, you know, next week. He'll give me that stuff. So we both did pretty good. Um, but now let's do a little bit of playoff talk. Yeah. Okay. So, on top of Josh winning in being in the playoffs, we had MG and Abe also clinched. And then it gets very interesting after that. We have four, five, and six really still up for grabs. And besides, you know, that, like, I really see myself as the only possible option to get in. Maybe, depending on what breaks, Joe can get in as well. Yeah, I mean, we'll obviously go over the matchups, but I'm kind of projecting, um, I'm projecting you getting in and Klein being the last one out. Mm-hmm. Now Yahoo projects that as well. Now who cares what that means? But you know, from you know from the beginning, really, Yahoo has projected that I would get in at eight and six. You know, we will see what happens. Um, most likely, Jason is in. If you look at his, you know, record. He's eight and five, and he also has a boatload of points. Mm-hmm. So it would have something would have to really go wrong for Jason to not make it in. I don't know if we'll get four, but I think he's got a good shot to being in. Yep, I agree. Um, Hinchy, if I looked at this correctly, he needs to win, and then if he does lose, he needs to get a bunch of points. I think that's really the only thing that's going to kind of help him. Um, but he should be okay as well. I really do think, like you said, it's going to come down to me and DK. Um, if DK wins, he's in. If he does not, that's when it gets interesting. So I have to win, and I have I need DK to lose. Um, the only other possible option is if Hinchy were to lose, and I win and score a lot of points, there is a chance I could overtake Hinchy based uh, solely on points. Yeah, you would have to win. He'd have to lose, and you'd have to score. Looks like about thirty-five more points than he does. Another option, but we'll see. Everyone else, you know, Joe's got a real chance, but he needs a lot to happen. 
He needs to win. I need to lose. DK needs to lose. And then he needs to score like 400 points. Yes, sir. A lot of, lot of intrigue coming up. We'll see what happens. Like always, I think this is the closest it's ever been in our fantasy playoffs. I don't remember it being like this tight this late in the season. Uh, I'm going to say you're just forgetting a lot because you're forgetful, but it's definitely sure. possible. We'll agree to disagree. All right. Let's get into our matchups. Finally, we will keep yours and mine for last. Let's get into the first one. Let's talk about DK and Jason. John, where are you going? Um, I got to go with Jason on this, like I kind of alluded to before. He just – he has a better team. Um, you know, his players are just – they're just better. Um, Keenan Allen on, on Klein's side, you know, possibly out with COVID. But I think Jason just – he just has a stronger team. I do agree. The only thing that worries me about Jason is Tom Brady and Mike Evans are, you know, hosting – either hosting or going to Buffalo. I don't know. But that is – that's a good defense. There, I don't think it should slow him down, but you know, you know, we'll see. Oh, sure. uh, I also picked Jason because I do need him to win. Fair enough. That was my thing there. Um, this one should be very easy. Fox and Hinchy, quick matchup. Hinchy's gonna win. Yep, I put no brainer next to Hinchy on that one. Yeah, the other one that I think is a no brainer, Abe versus Zach. Yep, pretty easy. Maybe Abe rests some players for the playoffs, but we'll see what happens there. Yes. Um, all right, next one, MG versus Ferry. So I actually put Ferry in an upset this for Whoa. this matchup. Okay, tell me why. Um, I I just feel that if you're looking if you're looking at the matchup, I just like a lot of the people Ferry has going, especially with some of the matchups. And then again, obviously changes could happen, but you know, MG starting Amir Abdallah, Brandon Ayuk. Um, just just guys that you just wouldn't expect to be on a team that's nine and four on the year, um, and I just I feel like Ferry's going to pull it off. That's fair. Um, my only concern with Ferry is Lamar Jackson is not Lamar Jackson. He looks like total crap. I also find it very weird in the schedule. Did you see this? That Cleveland played Baltimore, went on a bye, and then is playing Baltimore. That is very weird, actually. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. But, yes, they are playing back-to-back games versus Baltimore, which is super strange. But I don't like how Lamar Jackson has looked. He just doesn't look like himself. He definitely looks like he's questioning some decisions. And he's not running um, – or I should say he's being, being relied to throw too much. And, you know, we're kind of looking that may not be the best thing. Um, but I am picking MG um, – Dak versus Washington, it's going to be an interesting game there. But if you got Eckler versus the Giants with possibly no uh, Keenan Allen, I think Eckler is going to have a big game this week. So give me MG there. And then we have Joe versus Josh. Battle of the Jays. Yeah. So when I first looked at this line, this matchup, I'm like, okay, this will probably be pretty easy. But then, you know, looking at the projections, I was like, wait a second. Joe doesn't have two, you know, two people in his lineup, and he's only projected to lose by 10 right now. Um, so, obviously, depending on who he decides to plug in there, it definitely could be a little bit closer. Um, I still think that Josh is able to take him out, though. Yes, I am picking Josh as well. Now, I will say, you know, not for nothing, Josh will probably, 
I mean, I'm pretty sure most likely get the bye um, in the playoffs. And I think that's going to be great because he is dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, but Cooper Cup should be good to go. I think he's got Osborne in his lineup tonight. And, you know, with no feeling, there you go. That should be another good um, point guy there. Now, I think Joe is one of the people that does not – I think if I remember correctly, Joe needs a tight end is one of his spots that he is. Yes. So, you know, it's kind of thin there. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then finally, John, you versus me. Yep. Um, congrats on the W. <laughs> um, my team is just riddled with injuries, and you caught me on a couple of buys. So, yeah, it's not looking good. Yeah. And, you know, not for nothing, for shame on the NFL for picking a buy in week 14 when people are trying to get in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I was – I think – I think they underestimate the whole um, the whole fantasy thing and how popular that is. Not that it's going to probably change because of fantasy in the future, but um, you know, I wonder if someone somewhere is going to you know try to change that. I don't think the NFL cares at all about your fantasy team. Well, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, I'm sure they're going to make plenty of money, even if they say whatever they want about fantasy. Oh, we're they- still going to play, and guess what? We're still going to bitch about it. So yeah. you know, hundred percent are. Um, so yeah, those are the uh, matchups. We're pretty even. The only difference we have is I'm you're picking Ferry, I'm picking MG. Um, I am picking myself to beat you, John. Um, but I will let you know it would you know I'm dealing with a lot of injuries as well. I don't know if I'll have Debo. I don't know if I'll have Waller. Montgomery came up with basically every part of his body hurt <laughs> for three reasons yesterday, and I've never I've like never seen that before. Like. If they, I think that's a, pe- a person. If they could have put he missed practice because of body, they would have done it. But obviously, they have to be more specific than that. It's just when, you, like, when you go to look at an error code or like your car lights go on and just all the lights go on at once. That that's what happened with it. Yeah, they're like, can you practice? No, nah, man, I got all these injuries. <laughs> uh, so those are our matchups. All right, John, I've given you some starting sits. I told you how we do this. You're gonna tell me should you start them? Should you sit them? I think if I remember correctly, the qualification for being a start is finishing as a QB one wide receiver and running back two at, at least tight end one. And yeah. So just keep that in mind. Would you like to go first or second? I'll give you, um, I'll let you give me people first and try to get into a groove here. I get you. I got you. All right. So I'm going to give you QBs first. You'll give me something, and then I'll give you tight ends. Yeah. All right, so first QB, start or sit Russell Wilson versus Houston. You got to start him. Uh, You know, he has not obviously been, you know, the Russell Wilson we know since he's come back from that finger injury, but you got to believe this has got to be a get-right game for him. I I fully anticipate him throwing maybe not 300, but – 225, 250, three touchdowns, and have him sitting the majority of that second half. Wow. That's interesting. All right. We'll see if that happens. Uh, next one. Another pretty shitty – I picked really shitty players. It looks. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater versus Detroit. Um, yeah. If you didn't hear from my three downs was the entire pass-catching uh, you know, lineup of the Denver Broncos, I'm sitting Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, if this was a completion percentage contest, I would start him number one overall. But 
it's not, it's fantasy, and he gets to ride the bench. Okay. And then last, but certainly not least, it's been, he was on a bye last week, Cam Newton versus Atlanta. You, you, you can't trust Cam. I, I'm sorry. I don't care how, how lousy Atlanta is. Uh, Cam Newton is just not a quarterback anymore. Yeah, he can run it in from the goal line, throw a pass from the goal line, but other than that, he's just not a reliable uh, quarterback whatsoever anymore, so I'm setting him. All right, fair. All right, so those were the three QBs. Now you give me whatever you would like. Yep, uh, I'm going to start with wide receivers because that's where I'm at. Uh, right. First off, we're going to go with scary Terry McLaurin versus Dallas. Uh, what you thinking? Dallas is a pretty good defense. I think you start Terry McLaurin. I think it's going to be tough, but I do think that he could possibly get into that wide receiver two range. He should be okay. So yeah, give me a start for Terry McLaurin. All right. Fair enough. Uh, something to note, and I know their, their defense has been good overall, but as a whole, they're actually fourth worst against wide receiver fantasy point wise on the year. Mm. Fun fact. So, but I think they've been better recently. Fair. I think it shows how bad they were, and I think they've kind of have worked on it. Yeah, and that obviously doesn't factor in the fact that like Diggs is probably going to shadow him, or you know, their best player is going to be getting up, going up against them. Uh, second off, we got our boy Elijah Moore going up against the New Orleans. See, here's the problem. I don't know if he's fully healthy. He missed last week. I haven't heard if he practiced today or not. Um, but if he practices and he's good to go, I think I'm starting him. I think he's been on fire. New Orleans is not the defense it was. They can stop the run, but it is giving up points literally to wide receivers. So if more is good to go, then I am confident to put him right in my lineup. Yep, and also to note, New Orleans seventh worst against wide receiver fantasy points wise on the year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, and third, we have the return of Julio Jones with again going up against Jacksonville this week. I'm going to sit Jones. He needs to show me that he can actually start a game and finish that game and do something in between because he's just been so awful this year. Yep. He has uh, one game over 100 yards on the year. And then if you were to guess his next highest yardage total, what would you guess? How about 70? 70, you said? Yeah. 59 is his next highest game. That's so bad. Yeah. So. Yeah, you can't put him in your lineup. You want to have him back, you know, on your team as a bench, and maybe he does great, sure. But right now, there's no way you can play him. I can't disagree there. Tight ends. Let's talk about them. You talked about them in my three downs. Kyle Pitts versus Carolina. What did he say? Would they have to be a top 12 for that? Yeah. I mean, I know. Um, we, but... I would start him. I okay. know I'm kind of contradicting what I said a little earlier about the pass catching options. Um, but I feel like Atlanta and Carolina play each other twice a year, being in the same division. So. Um, they know the little intricacies of each other a little better, and I think Pitts is able to exploit them a little bit. Now, if I remember correctly, I think Stephen Stephen or Stefan Gilmore 
was there when they played each other, and I think he actually shadowed Pitts. Of course, I don't remember anything about how it went, but I think that is the what's going to happen again. Um, next, Dawson Knox versus Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay can be thrown against. They can't run. You can't run against them. I can't. You can't run against them, but I would sit Dawson Knox. I know he had that tear in the middle of the year um, before he got hurt, but he hasn't really shown anything since coming back. So until he shows me otherwise, I would sit him. Okay. So you gave me an injured player that's coming back. I'm giving you an injured player. Ricky Seals-Jones. He missed the last three games, but Logan Thomas is out. So he is stepping back into a starting role. Who are they playing against? They are playing Dallas. You know what? Start him. He's a, he's a guy you can probably pick up on waivers, plug right into a bench, hint, hint, Joe. Uh, and, no. uh, you know, maybe uh, I, I think he could he could get a top 12 performance. Doesn't take a lot for tight end usually, but uh, I would start him. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to be a top 10 or a top uh, 12 tight end. So, yeah. You know, I think if I remember correctly, if this happened last week, this is how bad tight end is. Jimmy Graham had one catch for one yard and a touchdown, and I'm pretty sure he was a top 10 tight end. I believe it. That I is it. Actually, I think Gerald Everett was like 13 with his stat line of negative. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, so going over to running backs. We got Leonard for touchdown net versus Buffalo. I mean, here's the thing. He's going to have – he's going to – he should be a start. You probably don't have any other options. But this is a start, but you got to temper expectations. Do I think he's going to have four touchdowns? Probably not. If he can fall into an end zone, maybe. You know, if Tom Brady throws, you know, like a 60-yard pass and they fall down into one, Leonard Fournette could have a touchdown. So I – it's going to be tough, but I you can't bench him right now. He's he's too good. Yep. Yeah. No, that's fair enough. Um, next, we got the we got Josh Jacobs versus Kansas City. Remember, two things I'm going to point out. They're both contradictory. He's yet to break a hundred on the year, but Drake is now out for the year. Oh my goodness gracious. I'll start Jacobs. That's really hard. That's a really tough one. Kansas City has actually been pretty good on on defense recently. Um, uh, yeah, but you're right. Jacobs is it. I mean, that's that's the guy. So I'll start and hope for you know RB two numbers. Fair enough. Uh, and then last, we're gonna go with Clyde Edwards Elaire. On the other side of the ball versus Las Vegas. Now he's had been slow coming back from injury. Is this his breakout game coming back? Yeah, I think you start him. I know he's going to share time with D. Williams. I don't even remember which one it is. There's like six in the league. Um, so yeah, I know he's splitting time, but I think you got to start Ch. I think he'll be okay. He'll get you what you need. You know, I don't know why they don't use him more. You know, but. Yeah, he'll be fine. Start him. So how do you think you did on your start sits, John? First time doing um, it. Probably about as well as you think you usually do. Um, 
you know, I did like their whole reverse psychology you pulled off in the middle of the year and actually turned your season around for your bets. But <laughs> it just shows you how stupid NFL is, but that's okay. <laughs> All right, let's keep the train moving. We're going to keep it just like we normally do. Let's get into some NFL bets. Now, I told you you needed to make a parlay. John, have you made a parlay? Okay, so I did make a parlay. And here's the thing. I'm still in New York, so we're still a couple months away from being able to bet this. So I'm going to have to give you a, you know, a couple bucks in order to bet this for me I to see it pay out. And here's the, here's the thing people don't know about me. A couple times I've been over to Rivers to bet games last season more so than this season. I didn't bet games. This is fantasy we're playing, so I do more fantasy bets. Okay. So I do more of the player player props. Sure. All right. So my parlay, it's a plus 553. Uh, and I always pick the over because as a, a podcast I listen to, they like to say life is too short to bet the under. So I'm going with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire over 58 and a half rushing yards. Okay. Tom Brady over 306 and a half passing yards. And then Jarvis Landry over 57 and a half pass, uh, receiving yards. Okay, interesting. So you would have started Clyde Edwards Alaire, or you just think that line's so low? I, I like him for the over on it, yes. Okay. All right, that should be pretty interesting. Hopefully it, uh, it happens. I would be happy to make that bet. And if it wins, we'll, we'll split it or something. Yeah, or something. All right, so. As a more conventional person here, I did bet games. And I will tell you, it's funny that you say all that about life's too short to bet the under. I did bet the under. And I don't usually bet the under because, again, I want points. It's not fun. It's not as fun. Yeah. But I did it anyway. So let me talk about my NFL bets. First one, Carolina minus 2.5 against Atlanta. There is no way that Atlanta should be this close in the game. So, yeah, give me Carolina minus 2.5. Then I'm going the Chargers minus 10 against the Giants. Okay. Giants are just a fire of a team. I think Mike Lennon is starting. If it's not Glennon, it would be Jake Fromm or Fromm or wherever he's from. No Jake idea. Jake from State Farm. Yeah, of course. Um, but Chargers should be fine there with the 10 points. On the other side of the coin, I'm taking the 10 points that Detroit is getting versus Denver. Now, I don't know if they'll win. But you're telling me Denver, and we already talked about them a lot, who sucks, is still getting 10 points against that Detroit, who just won also? So give me the plus 10 for Detroit. And then my under is Dallas versus Washington. The under is 48. I just, you know, I, it's going to be tough. Dallas and Washington have played a lot better. It's funny. Washington lost their best defensive player, and they're like, oh, we should play defense now. And, yeah, so I think both defenses are doing pretty well. 48, you know, you know, we can get a 20, 25-point game, and, you know, we'll still be okay there. So, yeah, give me, uh, give me the under 48 for Dallas and Washington. Now, something you can do in New York, John, is DraftKings making a lineup. Yes, I can, and I did enter this into a freebie when I said it earlier. So let's see. Let's hear it. All right, so – uh, QB, I went a little cheaper. I went with Taysom Hill. Okay. I figure he's just going to have a game against the Jets uh, combined on the ground in the air. Um, 
Do I just go down to my whole thing? Do you go yeah. back and forth? How do you guys do it? I don't know how you guys do it. Yeah, that's all right. You can do it. All right. Uh, I spent. Actually, if if we were doing it, I already I picked the same quarterback as well. So I'm picking Tyson Hill as well. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, running back uh, is where I spent up for the week. Uh, I got Leonard Fournette and Nick Chubb, 76 and 7,400, uh, respectively. Okay. My running backs, I am – it's really – there's really nobody on New Orleans you can double up with Tyson Hill, so why not go Alvin Kamara? He's back. No Mark Ingram. Should be good to go against the Jets. Even if you play half, hopefully he has three touchdowns in that half. And my running back is Saquon Barkley against the Chargers, and they give up a ton of run. This could actually be a good Barkley game. I'm hoping it is for a bunch of reasons. Yeah, fair enough there. Wide receiver. Um, so, obviously, wide receiver is where I had to go a little bit cheaper. Uh, Hunter Renfro, who's been on a tear as of late, 6,100. Russell Gage for 5,700. And then I went Nick Westbrook-Kikine for 4,500. Is that actually how you pronounce his name? Um, most likely, yes. Okay. Yeah. I do trust you on your name pronunciation. It, it is funny to hear you and Josh uh, try to say some of these names. I will be honest. But listen, I am horrible at it, but I do think Josh is worse. I don't know if I would say worse. I would just say you guys are in probably like the same tier. No way. Well, I'm at a higher <laughs> tier. <laughs> and in Josh's defense, he's usually the one having to say the name first. And then I think you just try to play off of it. So like he takes the more of the gamble and the more of the risk. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> so, my wide receivers. I am going, I went a little ish cheaper. Um, I'm going Cole, Cole Beasley versus Tampa Bay. Um, I am going Jameson Crowder versus new Orleans, especially with no Davis. And now Elijah Moore could be iffy. I think Crowder will, you know, five, he could literally get eight catches for 80 yards, and that's a fine game. And my other wide receiver, DJ Moore versus Atlanta. I, you know, Cam, there's got to be something there. So give me some DJ Moore for uh, Carolina. Tight ends. Give me a tight end flex and defense. Tight end, I went $3,400 Austin Hooper uh, with my flex, because I always fill that in last usually to see what money I kind of have left. Uh, it's actually my highest price for wide receiver with Tyler Lockett for 6700 And I went with the Bengals at 2900 for my defense with $100 to spare. Who are the Bengals playing? Uh, that is a great question that I don't have an answer to. The Niners. Okay. All right. So turnover potential on that. All right. So my tight end, this is where I went a little cheaper. He's back after three weeks missing. I'm going Ricky Seals-Jones. I think he's going to have a good game. They use the tight end there, so I do think he'll be fine. My flex is Cordero Patterson against that Carolina team. I know Atlanta sucks, but they got to get the ball to somebody, and he is their best playmaker. And my defense is the Broncos versus Detroit. Okay, got to figure there's some turnovers and some sacks there. The Broncos actually have been pretty good the last few weeks. And I think if I remember correctly, I had $300 left as well. And if you notice, a lot of these players are on my fantasy team. Well, I lied. Only three of them are. But (laughs) – you know, that's a lot that, when you're doing DraftKings and you I have a pick did, of a litter. I did think about that, like double, you know, if I'm going to win, I got to win big. Or if I'm going to lose, I'm going down with the shit. So those are our bets and DraftKings. Finally, John, I could not do a show with you without a top 10. And, I and think of I course, think, I think I found a pretty good one. It has to be food slash drink related. Yeah. 
you know, this is, you know, I didn't want to do movies. You know, Josh would get really mad if I did anything with movies, you know, while he wasn't here. So I kind of went outside the box. We are doing top 10 discontinued food and drink. So these are things that you will not find on the shelves anymore. And before I do this, I didn't put it on my list because I wasn't sure. Do you have any food from a fast food restaurant? I did. I did put one on there. I okay. didn't want to do heavy on it, obviously, but I did put one on there. So if you have one, you want to move into somewhere in there. Okay. I do not, but I did think about it and it is really good, but I did not do it. So let's get into it. John, you will give me 10 through six discontinued food and drink. All right. So there was one in particular with this number 10. I don't think it's the whole line, but I don't see them anywhere anymore. Sobe drinks. Specifically, like, there's, like, a green tea one that's apparently no longer available. But all of those, really good, good tasting. But you can't find it anywhere anymore. Number nine, if you know, you know. They're pizzeria pizza chips. So they look like Doritos. They're made by Keebler. They're in a white bag. I just remember, like, the, the dust on them. There was just a ton of flavor associated with them. Uh, number eight, I'm going with a candy, Butterfinger BBs. Perfect mm. little bite-sized Butterfingers. They were just perfect. Number seven, uh, this is a throwback from when we were kids, Flintstones Push Pops. Of course. Um, they, yeah, enough said about that. And then my number six, Vault Soda. Okay. Lemon lime with a ton of carbonation from what I remember. Um, but, yeah. So that's my uh, 10 through 6. Now, I always thought... Now, here's my question. I don't know if it's going to be on your list. Does Surge still exist? We might be getting into that. Okay. Because I always thought Vault and Surge were very similar. But we, you know, I digress. Let me give you my 10 through 6. And I'm happy to say I have none of those on the list. Nice. Number 10, I literally was like, this is awesome. I, like I said, before we get into it, John, hold on. This was the funnest list I've ever seen in my life. You know, I like food and drink. It was so cool to see all the foods I used to eat that I wish I still did. But number 10, I'm going with an actually a mint food. I don't even think you can call it a food. It's more like a, a candy. But if you remember, icebreakers made liquid balls that would break in your mouth. Hands down, the coolest thing. I know you can't have a lot. I definitely had a lot of them. They were awesome. Um, I had the greatest smelling breath in the world. Um, but yep, yeah, I do remember those. Those ice break. I think they're called liquid ice, if I remember correctly. Number nine. This one came out of nowhere, but I had to put it on the list because I found it late. I'm going to Lollipop Paint Shop, where it was like the tub of powder with the lollipop stick. So cool. Very awesome. Painted the shit out of my lips. Yeah, and funner my- version of Fun Dip, basically. Absolutely. And it was sick. Number eight. I'm going Trix Yogurt. Okay, I didn't even realize they don't make this anymore, but yogurt has gotten really healthy all of a sudden. And um, what are they thinking? Cool because there are two flavors. Like when I say yogurt's been healthy, I get yogurt now, you know, to eat, and I don't see any of the cool stuff. Where's all that stuff we can put in it to make it all delicious? You know, you don't see any of that anymore. But Trix yogurt was awesome. I loved it. Number seven, probably the most unhealthy thing on my list. I'm going the squeeze it drinks where they were that weird shaped thing and you twist the top off and you basically chugged it in one second. And 
They were awesome. I loved the green. I loved the blue. It was great. And number six, I'm going with a drink here as well. I'm going Fruitopia. Okay. Kind of out there, but Fruitopia was mad good. Don't remember any flavors, but I remember. It was like a fruit punch. It basically, but they had a ton of flavors. Like they had so many different things, but yeah, it was like, it would be a fruit punch of just well, the one the one in our high school vending machine i'm pretty sure was just a fruit punch and fruit toby it was awesome it was great so there's my 10 through 6 all right uh so one of yours makes my top five here actually Whoa. um so number five and this is a stretch i know but i had to include it i know it's food but it's a food adjacent thing i put the heinz colored ketchups that's fine i'll accept it red green purple like it was probably the stupidest decision. All of our parents probably got grossed out when they had to buy it for us the one time they probably did, and that was it. But I uh, had to put on, that on there. Kids like us are like, oh, shit, it's purple. Yeah. Um, number four, I went with the Squeeze-Its. It just, just a cool bottle, cool concept. It, was, it had the face on it. It was just, yeah. it was just cool. Uh, number three is where my one fast food thing makes its appearance, McDonald's snack wraps. I... I know it's a simple oh. thing. It's it's not probably what anyone else would have on theirs, but I don't. I enjoyed them. They were good, and I'm just not. I'm upset they're not. They're no longer around. That would have been the one I was talking about. All right, fair enough. Made my good. List. good. Uh, number two is where I put surge. Uh, you just thought it was like the most caffeinated thing when you were a kid that was gonna you know make it seem like you were on crack or something. But um, so I had that at number two, and then uh, number one. And this might be a little controversial, but I had to put it on there, given that it's us and our group of friends. The OG for Loco. Wow. <laughs> the one with the caffeine and the alcohol. We all did it when we were in college. It was a terrible choice. Terrible decisions were made. Uh, a lot of the night forgotten. Uh, rest in peace to Zach that one night. And uh, But yeah, I had to put that on there as number one. I just threw up a little bit. <laughs> um, I do remember, I wasn't a part of it as much, but I do remember you and Zach, maybe even a little bit of Jimmy, but you were trying to see who can get the most Locos in a night. And I do remember <laughs> that night, Zach got the 12 Locos. And like, damn, okay? I hated four Locos. First of all, I didn't think they tasted good. If I'm going to drink to get drunk, at least give me something that might taste okay. Four Locos were disgusting. But... I understand. Very good list. You subbed in. You did an awesome job. Number five for my list, by the way, there are things on my list that I'm shocked you don't have on there because my one and two are right up your alley. Okay. So number five, this was a gum, but in no way, shape or form did I eat this like a gum. And I don't think anybody ate it like a gum. Skittles gum was not really gum. Skittles gum was exactly Skittles, and if you kept it in your mouth a little bit longer, maybe there would be a little bit of gum. But no, Skittles gum, I ate like Skittles, and it was fantastic. So that was number five. Number four, I'm going 3D Doritos, okay? 3D Doritos are awesome. They're so cool. I love that they're like, I mean, we know. They're just so Fun fact, if you haven't looked at the grocery store recently, but they're back. No. Swear to God. Uh Uh-oh. All right, I'm going to take it out then. I mean, Uh-oh. you didn't know, so it's okay. I mean, the Butterfinger BBs are really good as well. I do have it on my honorable mentions list. I have an honorable you mention that technically is back too, but we'll go there. Which one? Minute. Which one is back? No, no, no. I have an honorable mention that's back. Okay. 
So tell oh. me if this one's back because I did want to add it to my list and I was like, no. Are the crispy M and M's back? I think technically oh. they are. Yes. Oh, whatever. But number four, I'm keeping them. Doritos. They're still good. I can't believe they still have them. I'm going to go look for them. Number three is still a product, but the way they're making it is not in, is being discontinued. So I'm going tricks, but they need to be shaped like the fruit that I'm eating. Okay. I can't believe when they changed it to those little balls, they changed everything. And I don't think it does anything to the flavor, but I wanted to know if I was putting a banana shaped thing in my mouth. Well, there's a theory behind those tricks. I don't know if you know about it. No. But apparently, if when you stop seeing the shapes for what they actually are is when you stop, stop eating a kid. Shut up. That's not real. <laughs> that would really, that, that's, that mind fucks somebody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, number three, the tricks with the actual fruit-shaped things. Now, number two and number one, I'm, unless they're still there and I just don't know it. Number two, I'm going Hershey's Swoops. Do you remember the swoops? They look I like I know what you're talking about. They're chocolate covered potato chips, basically. Yeah. I don't even know if they were chips, but they were shaped like that, like Pringles. Yeah. They were awesome. You can get them in a bunch of flavors. I definitely know they had it in a Reese's flavor. I'm shocked because I feel like it's right up your alley. Yeah, they do not they do not make them anymore. Um I have seen certain uh chip companies come out with like chocolate covered potato chips or whatever, but not anything like that no oops were great i even think it came in like a pringles type container which is awesome kind of yeah number one john let's go back i hope it's not in service still but i remember these things you can easily just melt them and freeze them and you can still eat them the same way i'm going reese's bites the little balls okay those things like bb's except if they're in reese's flavor it's way better reese's bites were the thing it was awesome it was phenomenal if they are being made still, then I'm sorry, but those are money. No, those I do recall those, and they were very good. They can't. They've come up on on a couple of my searches. Um, it's just you know what it is with Reese's Max, and and I'm gonna sound like a fat ass right now, and that's okay. Sure. There's just so many different Reese's out there that I'm always gonna find one that I'm, that's that that's gonna be good for me at that point. You know. Yeah. So. Um, um, do you have any honorable mentions? I do. I so. Up? I didn't realize these were actually two different products until I looked it up. So that just shows why they weren't in my top 10. Pepsi Blue and Pepsi Crystal. Which apparently one of those is making a comeback at some point soon. I feel like I've heard Crystal. Maybe not, though. Yeah, but one of those is making a comeback soon. Um, the one that also has made a comeback to shelves, Dunkaroos. Otherwise, those would be in my top 10. Yes, Dunkaroos I saw in there. I'm like, yeah, you can't really put it on the list because they are kind of back. Yes. Um, some that I have on here, I'll go through them really quickly. Um, do you remember the drink Snapple element where it was like the fire ice? I think it was in a glass bottle. Yep. Always cool. Um, I put Wonder Ball on here because I just think like those are cool. The Kinder Eggs are the new Wonder Ball. Ah, that's fair. And then the only other one that I want to bring up, um, that I have that I was talking about before. Do you remember Sprite Remix? Yes. Sprite Remix was mad good. It, it was. was. And I think that's almost what the like LeBron James favorite flavor that came out was oh. like kind of close to. But sure. Let LeBron yeah. take everything that I like. Of course. Uh, I just had two more quick ones. Altoid Sours. They were on my list as well. Those. And then High C, the Ecto Cooler one, the one with the Slimer on the front of it. I didn't know that had an actual name. I thought he was on everything with High C. Oh, yeah. Well, fun fact. There you go. <laughs> 
But another one I did put on the list, and I was telling that yogurt's kind of healthy. Dannon made a sprinkle in where it was literally the top of sprinkles, and you put them in the yogurt. You don't see those anymore. They're trying to get yogurt healthy again. John, I don't know what happened, but literally you and me seem to just talk for the longest possible time. We just matched, Josh, man. I guess Josh is just a better host than I am, but I stepped in. I thank you very much for helping us keep it going for this week. I'm sure Josh will listen, and we'll see what he has to say about it. Yep, it was a, it was a pleasure coming back. It was a pleasure landing in the nest, but uh, I got to go uh, – fly away and you know find my own uh find my own nest to, to camp in okay did we ever figure out your bird are you a peacock flamingo I don't know. peacock yeah, i don't know whatever whatever makes you happy yeah all right thank you john anything last you'd like to say to everybody uh good luck this weekend good luck in the playoffs and uh yeah all right man of words later bitches hopefully josh will be back next week but who knows Later.